It's show 65 of the Rim Pro Report. Today, the industry news and David Young of Brown and Myers in Portland. This show is sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill Software. You know, 30 years ago, Tim O'Neill started O'Neill Software. O'Neill released the first commercially available record storage software back in 1986. It was called RS-DOS back then. The software introduced barcoding to the ACRC population on a commercial scale. Tim was told that software would never catch on. Boy, were those naysayers wrong. It certainly did, and it continues to catch on. So if you want to know more about it, you can learn that at O'NeillSoft.com. Oh my goodness, we're already into the second half of November, and I'm not even joking. Shall we get started? Welcome to the Rim 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 Pro Reports, the one and only weekly broadcast for the Rim Support Services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. Let's just end. The show is full of interesting information, stories, yes, important product and service reviews, yes, and a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators, shred and destruction vendors, media and electronic vaulters, scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is for you. Now, here's your host, Tom Adams. Yep, it's me, and we're back, and it's almost Thanksgiving here in the U.S. If you're not in the U.S., well, you're late into November, wherever you might be. Welcome to the show this week. We're going to take a break next week, actually, to celebrate uh, Thanksgiving here in the U.S. with family. Uh, We're going to be away for a few days, and so uh, the show will not be in service next week. Uh, But there are 65, now 65 shows completely that you can go back and listen to if you so want. Bottom line, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. You deserve one if you're celebrating. If not, you deserve an incredibly good Thursday next week uh, to enjoy yourself and not worry about having to listen to the latest industry news or catch up on the RIM Pro Report. As always, I love interesting guests and today is no exception. See, while the RIM business is a great business to be in, the cool part is the people in it. And you know who you are. You're one of them. And I'm grateful you're here. But today, we're going to spend some time with David Young. David is the regional sales manager at Brown and Myers in Portland, Maine. But more than that, he's an incredibly interesting guy in our industry that I'd love you to meet if you've never met him. But before we catch up with David, let's catch you up on the latest, most recent industry news. Hey, this week, a new grassroots association with a specific focus on the data protection and media vault industry was formed. It's officially called the Data Protection Association. Formed by a committee of interested data protection providers and vendors, the Data Protection Association will seek to be a place for industry people to dialogue, learn, and support each other. This includes conference and ongoing education. We're going to keep you posted on this new entity in the weeks ahead as we see how it unfolds. Hey, O'Neill Software has just reopened their Australian office in Brisbane that was left unusable by the floods in January of this year. Congratulations to the O'Neill team in Brisbane on getting back into their new digs. 
Restore. That's the UK Archives company we've had on the news a number of times in the last year or so has announced the acquisition of the Brunswick Document Management Company in Middlesbrough, which actually serves the northeast of England. This is Restore's seventh acquisition in the past 15 months. So congratulations to Charles Skinner, CEO of Restore and the entire Restore team on their latest acquisition. Well, that's all I could find for now in the news. If you have news you want to share with me, if you're selling your company and you want me to announce it before it goes public, drop me a line. If you're about to acquire any large entities uh, by the name of Recall, then hey, please let me know. I'm still waiting to find out who's going to do that. Best place to do that is right here on the RIM Pro Report. I'm going to get David Young on the line. Hang on while we get to him. David Young is the regional sales manager at Brown and Myers, headquartered in Portland, Maine, and I am glad to have him on the show. David, are you on the line? I'm here, Tom. Hey, it's great to have you on the Rim Pro Report. I have known you for a while. In fact, we've you know our paths have crossed a number of times. But I really wanted you on the show because I think you come with quite an interesting perspective on this business, this industry, and uh, in what you do today. But before we get into that part of it, tell me your story before RIM, before Records and Information Management Services. What were you doing? Tell me more of your story. Well, my background is actually in education. Hmm. Um, I taught in the public school system in Portland, Oregon for a while. Yeah. And then I, I went overseas to Asia and taught in international baccalaureate schools in both Cambodia, and in Sri Lanka. Really? Yeah, yeah. So that has to shape you a little bit. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, teaching was a incredibly fulfilling profession for me. Um, it was also very demanding. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, as a lifelong learner, it was, uh, it was a very exciting profession to be in. So you you were teaching international baccalaureate. What, were you teaching English as a second language, or were you actually teaching a, a subject? No, I was. Well, I, I'm I'm certified to teach elementary school. So I I taught fourth grade in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. And then when I went overseas, I taught uh, both third and fourth grade. So as an elementary school teacher, you know, you teach everything. Yeah. Math, right. the science, the reading and writing, you kind of do it all. So you were doing this in a school that taught in English, though? Yeah, the whole curriculum was okay. in English. Okay. So, you know, a lot of the students were kids whose parents worked overseas. Oh, um, kind of like the expat community or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Wow, very interesting. So you're a teacher in uh, the other side of the world, and uh, you decide at some point to come back to America. What what sort of led to that decision? Well, I was in Sri Lanka when uh, the Asian tsunami hit. Really? I, yeah, yeah. I was actually on a beach in Sri Lanka when, when the waves came. So uh, that was... Uh, incredibly harrowing experience for me. So and, uh, I was fine, you know. Obviously, I survived. And 
but Maybe but like what okay. what happened? I mean, you know, we've heard horror stories and seen the video footage and stuff like that from that uh, tsunami. But but you were on the beach. Yeah, well, I was actually a hundred yards from the water, and I did not see the wave coming, or even before that, the water receding at all. I was. It was early in the morning, Tom. So, you know, I, I, I had just woken up, and um, I heard people screaming and running past the guest house I was staying in, and then all of a sudden there was just water everywhere. Really? And yeah, my first instinct was, hey, a, you know, a, a water main has, has broken, but. In this part of the world, you know, they don't really have uh, you know, sewage systems like we do here. So I said, wow, this, this must be a tsunami. Oh, my gosh. So the the guest house you were staying in, was it completely destroyed? or I mean, No, no, it was flooded. Um, okay. The water ro- rose to about chest high where I was. Wow. And, you know, we were lucky because it was in a bay... And um, there's two big hills on either side of the bay, and I think those took the brunt of the waves. So where I was specifically wasn't hit as hard as, you know, places that were even a kilometer or two, two kilometers down the road. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I was I was pretty fortunate. So that, that somehow led you to come back to the U.S.? Yeah, well, I stayed and, and uh, finished out the year there and did some relief work in the community where I was when the wave hit and wanted to help out as much as possible, but then, you know, also wanted to uh, come back and be closer to family. Yeah. It's amazing how those those moments tend to make you connect with what's really important. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you don't know how much you take for granted until something like that happens. So it made me think a lot about my family and, and my friends back in the States and, and uh, decided it was time for me to come back. Okay, so you come back and you, you were teaching in Portland and living in Portland, Oregon, and you come right. back, but you go to the East Coast. Right. I went back to Richmond, Virginia, where I'm from originally. And what's in Richmond, Virginia? Well, my father has a records information management company in Richmond. Okay. Um, and I, I sort of grew up in that business. And, and he decided he needed some help, and so I wanted to help him with his business. So the teacher ends up back in the family business uh, after some time uh, overseas doing teaching, uh, after a significant, you know, life-altering event, which which makes sense to me. And you come back and you get into the family business. Tell me what that felt like, or what what sort of happened as you got back into the family business. Well, I was fairly familiar with the business, Tom, because, as I mentioned, I, I sort of grew up in it, you know, um, in high school and in college. I, I worked for my father and uh, did everything from from delivering boxes to pulling tapes to kind of everything that needed to be done in the record center. Yeah. So when I came back, my father specifically needed help with his, his sales and marketing program, so... I uh, sort of took the lead with that and, and helped him grow his business. 
So as you come back and you come back with a knowledge of the industry and the business, you get back into it working with your, your dad. What were some of the things that, you know, some of the big lessons you had to learn uh, as you kind of got back and you took more of a focused role in sales and marketing? Well, you know, the industry that we're in is so dynamic. And, you know, I had had been out of it for so many years that, you know, a lot of things had changed. Yeah. Um, uh, the vault business was really growing and expanding, offsite data protection. And so, you know, it was, I had to, to learn a lot of new things. But luckily, um, you know, just being involved in, in PRISM and in ARMA, I had some, some great mentors and, and uh, people who were willing to, to share their knowledge and experience. So that that kind of led you into um, sort of pushing forward in your in that business and um, you know creating some results, obviously because you you definitely helped grow the business. But uh, as you did that and as you relied on these other people, it seems to me that uh, life continues to change and evolve for you. And uh, today, when I call you, you're actually in Portland, Maine. So the, the Portland to Portland shift via Richmond. So obviously a transition's happened, and you're now in Portland, Maine. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, my wife is originally from Maine. She's from Tennybond. Okay. And um, we got married here. You know, Maine has always held a special place in our hearts, and we decided that eventually we wanted to, to land uh, back in Maine. So as it happens, I uh, came across an opportunity with uh, a, a records and information management company um, here, Brown and Myers. They were expanding their uh, records business, so they brought me on board to uh, help them build that side of the business. Oh, cool! So tell me a little bit more about them. So you're they're a records they're a records business. I looked at the website, and it seems like there's a whole lot more going on at Brown and Myers than just records. Yeah, Brown and Myers um, actually started in 1994 as a court reporting business. Really? Yeah. Our CEO, Kate Myers, used to be a court reporter, and she decided to start her own court reporting business and uh, eventually segued into uh, transcription. So uh, built a, a, a really uh, nice business with transcription and court reporting, and then uh, eventually we sort of uh, moved into to the records management side of things because, um, you know, anytime you're transcribing something, it's, it's usually a record of some sort. So. Right. So you come on board and specifically uh, you're a regional sales manager. So uh, what are some of the things you bring from your history, your knowledge? Uh, what are you bringing to uh, the equation there in Portland? Well, you know, with my education background, I'm just, you know, I've really tried to educate the customer and, and help them understand uh, the benefits of, of records and information management. Right now, we're, we're really just trying to expand our web presence and establishing uh, dialogue with our clients through social networking. So that's something that, that we're really trying to push right now. Yeah. I noticed a couple of things you're doing, and I hope I didn't mess you up because I even played with you a little bit on, on your Twitter site. But 
I had some fun with it. But you're doing some really cool, innovative stuff, I think. Uh, I noticed you've done some videos and you've done some some audio stuff and you're you're playing on Twitter. Tell me kind of what your philosophy is behind that. What do you what's your end result? Because in the rim world, uh, social media is often something that that many people are looking at, you know, very uh, cautiously. It takes a lot of commitment, takes a lot of investment and takes sort of being present. What's your perspective on it? Well, really, you know, I think uh, a lot of people just feel overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it really takes any more time than any other type of uh, marketing that you would do. It's just a matter of, of being disciplined about it and, and setting up a schedule and, and uh, really committing to it. You know, there's, on the web, there's a conversation going on about your company, whether you know it or not, and... You know, social networking really gives you an opportunity to enter that conversation and and have a dialogue with clients and also educate prospective clients. So, you know, I, I really believe that it's, it's a necessity nowadays. Hmm. The whole concept of social networking is really, I think, revolutionizing the, the whole way we market. And from my perspective, I'm still not seeing dramatic evidence of results with it, but I'm seeing a foundational shift in the way people communicate, which is done in a social media environment. Are, are, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. So in the last, um, you've, you've been at this, you know, seven, eight months. Have you seen results from what you're doing? Yeah, we have actually, as with any marketing uh, strategy. You have to be patient. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's not something that you can just do for a month or two and then say, hey, I'm not getting any results. I'm going to give up on this. Yeah. Um, you really have to commit to it. So, you know, we've, we've seen some results and they haven't been huge, but I feel confident that as we keep doing it and keep tweaking it, that, you know, we're going to see some, some, some better results. So, you know, you really just have to keep at it and, and feel confident about it. Well, and that, that's where I see the, you know, the, the point, and it's such a, an important point. You can't go on social media for a week or two weeks or even a month and then decide it doesn't work for you because you, you're really not even part of the conversation yet. You said there is conversation happening, and yeah. you, you can't barge into the conversation. You've got you've to show up and be steady with it on a on a persistent basis over a longer period of time but it really comes back to what you said is a commitment to it for the long haul not just for the short run yeah absolutely so well let's back into social media a bit because i think this is a topic that so many people are trying to figure out what specific vehicles or what specific sites or what specific applications are you using to do that well we're, we're using twitter okay. quite a bit now we have a youtube channel Okay. Um, we have one video on the YouTube channel, which I think is a great video, and uh, we're going to put some more up there. We have a, a LinkedIn company page. Yeah. And we're in the midst of uh, putting up a Facebook page as well. Okay. Oh, and I forgot to mention we have a blog. We have a WordPress blog. Okay. And the blog's incorporated into your in, right into your website. Yeah. So okay. anytime. Uh, I write a blog article. That blog article appears on the website. Yeah, right. So any so we're, 
Go ahead. We're really trying to, to, you know, integrate everything as much as possible. Yeah. Well, and that's that's really a, an important element coming back um, to the whole concept of marketing, especially as it relates to this whole social media realm, is the integration of stuff, the the persistence of it. you, you got to keep doing it and a commitment to it. But using all the different tools that are available, I, I've said a number of times over the last number of shows or mentioned it, um, this whole concept of Google+, Plus, which is another big social media platform. Is that something you see yourself embracing, or are you still sort of in a wait-and-see mode with that? I'm kind of in a wait-and-see mode with that. Um, you know, I don't think it'll hurt in the meantime. Yeah. You know, to me, it's, it's just a, another another way to establish a web presence. Right. Um, you know, it's just a matter of, 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 of seeing if people are actually going to use it. So, but in the meantime, you know, I don't think it would take too long to, to set up a, a Google Plus account, yeah. you know. So, I, I, you know, that's something that I'm, I'm definitely interested in looking at. Cool. So you've been doing this for a while. Uh, if if you could go back to the day you showed up, you know, in your your dad's business as the sales and marketing guy there when you came back from overseas, if you could go back and tell yourself then something you that would have really changed the direction of where you were going, what would you tell yourself back then? Now with what you know now, wow, you want me to be introspective, huh? <laughs> Well, I know you're good at that, so. <laughs> wow, that's, that's a good question. I guess I would uh, be a little more open to the different ways of, of marketing. You know, I think when I first started in my father's business, you know, I, I was more focused on the networking side of things. Oh, and, right. Which, it, which I believe is hugely important. Yeah. But sort of thought that that was the most beneficial way to market the company in exclusion, you know, of other other methods. Yeah. And now that I've been in this industry for a while, um, I know that it's really all about integration and, and, and trying, trying new things and, and not being afraid to experiment. Yeah. Well, so. and it's that's such a good perspective to have because there is a tendency in so many um, situations, and I see this on a regular basis, that people tend to use what they've known or what they are comfortable with, not necessarily what will create a, a great result. And uh, when you take that perspective and you start going, well, what else is available to me? Uh, what else, what other opportunities are out there that I can use to support what I'm trying to accomplish. And you're willing to kind of risk some of those things. Sometimes uh, you, you can see some really cool things happen. And, and what's exciting to me about what you're doing. And I've watched you a little while over the last a number of months is watching you integrate some of this stuff, um, watching you put that video out and watching you, um, you know, doing some interesting stuff in your new Twitter channel just to try it. Cause you, you really, at the end of the day, don't know what's going to happen, but, at least you're putting it out there. Yeah, you know, it's Tom. It's kind of like you know, living in another culture, right? You know, you can you can sit in your apartment and uh, you know not go out and, and take advantage of of meeting people who are completely different from you right. from a cultural perspective. And um, 
you know, but it's it's not going to benefit you in the, the long run. It might be easier, but um, you know, real growth is not going to take place. So, you know, I, I really believe in you know stepping outside of your comfort zone because that's that's where the the real learning takes place. Very cool. We could probably talk for hours, and we're already you know blown through twenty minutes. But I, I've got a couple more questions to ask you. I I like to ask these of of my guests because I think they're interesting and they reveal a bit more about you than than sometimes even talking about the industry does. But hey, if you had a day to yourself, no external pressures to do anything, you could do whatever you want for no you know nobody had any any kind of of hold on your time. What would you do with your day? I would. Uh go record shopping record as in lp yeah as as in lps old school vinyl really cool yeah do you have yeah. a collection i do yeah and it's uh it's kind of like a disease you always want more but you know if if you're into music there's there's no better way of listening to it than an vinyl. old than an old vinyl uh album and a great turntable Still the best sound quality. Wow. So, uh, given that, then you had to pull out one vinyl album out of your entire collection, uh, and it was the only one you could take with you. Uh, it's the only one you could listen to for a whole week. Which album would you pull? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Maybe, uh, oof, gosh, any Miles Davis album. Any Miles Kind of blue? Any miles. Well, may, maybe not the later miles. Okay. But, yeah. It, most any Miles Davis album. Okay. So you're, you're a, a jazz guy. Love jazz. Like all types of music, but love jazz. Jazz. Okay. Finally, and this you might have just given this away, but I don't know. If you could have lunch with someone you greatly admire who you've never met, you've never had a chance to talk to, but you got to spend a whole a two or three hours with them over lunch, who would it be? Good question. Wow. I, it would probably be be my grandfather. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. he you know didn't get in, uh, enough time to uh, spend time with him, so I'd like to spend more time with him and just ask him lots of questions that I didn't get a chance to ask him. Very cool. Well, man, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I uh, am grateful for the time you've spent just sharing your story. And I, I, I realize we didn't jump into RIM that much. We talked a little bit about marketing. We talked more about your story. But I, I think you've got a great story. And I really appreciate you sharing it with us as part of this RIM community as someone who, who is engaged and involved in it. Continued success in what you're doing there in Portland. Thanks so much, Tom. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye. Well, there we have it. Another show, another great interview. Thanks to David Young for uh, choosing to spend some time with us to tell us his story and some of the interesting things he's doing. I'm always intrigued by really interesting people, and uh, it's it's interesting to me to see someone who actually grew up connected to the industry, left, pursued his own life, and has ended back up in it. It really is a great industry to be in, and I'm glad you're a part of it, and I'm glad uh, you're 
listening to the show and thanks for taking the time. Again, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving as we will not be with you next week. I hope you enjoy a happy Thanksgiving if you're celebrating. If you're not in the U.S. and not celebrating Thanksgiving, I'm going to wish you a great Thursday and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with more great shows ahead. This show, as you know, has been sponsored by our great friends over there at O'Neill Software. What impresses me about this company is not just a great product, really an amazing product, Uh, not just great customer support and service, but this new development uh, belief that they have and pushing the boundaries in terms of, of what's going to transpire, not just what is happening. So they're a great company to be connected with. And if you want to learn more about them, you can do that at O'NeillSoft.com. Well, that's it for us. We'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks. We are out of here. Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon.